Okay, we start. Parshas Vayetze, Tavshin Ayin Aleph, the Parsha of the Ladder, the Parsha of the Sulam. And we start off with one or two small thoughts that uh, gets us into the Vayetze, Vayetze mood. Okay, the first Rashi, as we know, Vayetze Yaakov and Be'er we've spoken about it a number of times, says Rashi, Vayetze Yaakov and Be'er Shava. It shouldn't have said uh, Yaakov left, because we already know that Yaakov left at last week's Parsha. So, why does it repeat it? So, we know that uh, there's a deeper message here. It says Rashi, The Pazak could have just said where Yaakov went. Why does it say where he left from? We know from the end of last week's Parsha. He left. His father and mother both sent him. Elam Magid, it teaches us, The Sadik leaving a place, Oseroshem. Makes an impression. When a tzaddik is in a city, who hoda, who ziva, who hadra. When a tzaddik is in the city, the city is shining. The city has a special splendor about it. Yatsa misham. Once a tzaddik leaves, pana hoda, pana ziva, pana hadra. Right. That's why it repeats that Yaakov left. Not that he left. We already know that he left. But this pasuk then is describing the effect that it had on Beersheba. Beersheba wasn't the same place after Yaakov left. There was something that went out of Beersheba. I just saw a little thought in the Karas HaLashavah's Oneg, first two little thoughts we start off with, says the Karas HaLashavah's on the third line after quoting Rashi, Divrei Rashi removes the Pasuk Amazing Gematria that's hidden in the Pasuk. Vayetze Yaakov mi Beersheba. If you take Yaakov out of Be'er Sheva. Imnotzi, Eskuma Miwa, Yaakov is Gematria 182. And you take that out of Be'er Sheva, which is 575, 575 minus 182, you get the Gematria of 393, which is Pana Ziva Hoda Vahadra. Again, we're not going to build a shear based on a Gematria, but in terms of the emistic, emis nature of Torah and the hidden uh, secrets of Torah, so that Gematria, Yaakov taking out of Beersheba, Panahadra, Ziva, Vehoda. Okay, start off with a little Gematria. One other small thought, which is more of the, in the uh, usual realm that we discussed, and that is, Kovah Psukim later, we have, Ayikat Yaakov Mishinah, so Yaakov falls asleep, and it's the first time he sleeps in a while, he wakes up, Pasuk Tez Zayin, Vayitzi Yaakov Mishinah, so Vayomar, Yaakov wakes up and says, Wow, I can't believe I fell asleep here. There's a mate, there's, there's godliness here, but I didn't know. He wakes up, he jumps up, he's, he's all excited, he doesn't know what's going on. I can't believe it. Says of Mayor Parmishlaner in source number two, Yaakov Avinu, he wakes up, we follow Yaakov's behavior after we wake up in the morning. As the two arrives at the beginning of Arachayim, we have to wake up like a lion, to wake up ready to go, raring to go. We have to wake up and say, what? There's a lot to do today. we got a lot to get accomplished. Right? Every day we have to feel like it's Erev Pesach. Right? If we didn't have that attitude, you know, we'd wake up and we'd jump up in the morning. That's what Yaakov Avinu, he woke up and he says, wow, yesh, Hashem ba makomazeh. We have to say this place, this day that we wake up on, Yesh Hashem ba makomazeh. There's a lot to accomplish today. In contrast, in a couple of weeks we're going to read about Paro. 
What happened to Paro when he woke up? Vayikatz Paro, Vayishon, Vayachalom Shenus. Paro wakes up, goes back to sleep. That's the Paros of the world. He wakes up, oh, I'm not finished yet. I want to dream a little more. He goes back to sleep. As Jews, we wake up and we jump out of bed to serve HaKadosh Baruch Serve HaKadosh Baruch So that's the, uh, what are we supposed to do in the morning? Okay, let's talk about a thought. Similar idea we saw a couple of years ago from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. But the Eila HaDvar, Rabbi Leo Schlesinger, says it in a little different way, a little different emphasis. As we know, and he stopped there. He slept in that place. Yaakov Avinu takes a nap. What's the emphasis of the pasuk that he slept in that place? Says Rashi, it's a lashon of exclusion. In that place he slept. He slept in that place. But the 14 years that he just had now, that he was learning, he did not sleep a wink. He's busy learning. For the previous 14 years, Yaakov did not sleep at all. Now he slept, he slept here. He didn't sleep earlier. And Rashi explains how do you know these, these 14 years? You do the math. That's how we know. Even though the Torah doesn't say a word that he went to learn for 14 years, but we know... That is what happened. Ask the Eila Hadvar, Valio Schlesinger, source number three. Vihine. We know that Yaakov Avinu was sent by his parents to go find a wife. He was running away from his brother who was trying to kill him, but they both gave him instructions. Find a wife. And what does he do? He takes a detour. Takes a detour for 14 years. Tremendous amelus. Doesn't sleep. Right? He was Ishtam already know from last week's parsha. He was already an Ishtam. He was already Yoshev Olim. He already learned a lot. Says He learned with his father, with his grandfather. He's been learning his entire life. What do you have to go to Yeshiva for? For 14 years. He jumped, not just to catch a shear, for 14 years. He has the same kasha. In the Amos Yaakov, we dealt with that a couple of years ago. But what was he doing? Especially his parents told him to go to go find a wife. This is keep it up aim. You go and you take a detour. What exactly is the message? Kedelo Havinzos explains the Eila Advarim to understand this. We have to look at a story later in the parsha. Aleinu laver lahemshach parsha. Let's look later. End of the parsha, as we know, after the shvatim are are born, Yaakov takes his wives and he leaves. V'Rachel laches atrafim. Rachel takes the trafim, the idols of Lavan. V'Tisimem b'Kara Gamal He sticks it into the pillow of the camel and she sits on them. So Rachel Imenu is sitting on the on the pillow, sitting on top of the idols. Hapirusha Pashutu. The simple understanding is shebekach shehechbias atrafim b'Kara Gamal. She put the trafim in the pillow. She stole them. She was sitting on them. Hefticha Rachel Shalavim Loyim says atrafim. 
Why is she sitting on them? So Laban doesn't find them. He's checking in the whole house. She says, I'm sorry, I can't get up. I'm not feeling well. So there's no other place to look. Interesting, the Ramban points out that Laban doesn't even say a word to her. When Rachel says, Kiderach Nashimli, doesn't say a word. Because the Ramban quotes in the olden times, in Isha Nida, wasn't only Tame, they thought even the, the, the ground that she stepped on was Tame. They didn't even speak to someone. So he didn't, doesn't even say a word, he just walks out of the tent. So Rachel knows that. Derek Lashimli. So says, says the Pashas is, it was all a charade, so he would have found his idols. Shahare Amr lo shini yacholakum alakar, mnechid Derek Lashimlo, umemela lo hai lovin kalsi kudam swashatrafim. Wouldn't find it. Says the Eladvarim, it's a little deeper though. It's not just she's sitting on it, and therefore he won't find them. Aval Chazal Gilulanu Pirish Chadash Bapasakzeh. There's a Zohar. The Zohar tells us there's something deeper going on here with Rachel sitting on the Trophim. Right? Maybe she could have buried them. But to sit on them? You have to sit on them for. The Gavim Amnam Hapirishum Isisre Torah. Yes, even though it's one of the secrets of the Torah, the Kashala Redas Laonka Shaldvarim. Whenever we open up a Zohar, we have to have this whole introduction. We don't really understand it. We don't exactly know. But a little bit, a little bit, what we can understand the message of the Zohar, we will try. Says the Zohar, line 17. These trafim had certain powers to them. The evil powers. The Torah talks about Ov, Yidoni, all these types of powers, Chover Chaver. We know from Navi. How was Shol Hamelech? Right? How did Shol raise Shmuel from the dead? It wasn't with Kochos Atara. It wasn't with positive powers. So there was something happening there with the dark side, so to speak. The Sitra Achra. So there are powers out there which Rove Rishonim assume exist. The Rambam assumes not. The Rambam says there's no such thing. But Morovi Shonim, the Ramban and others, the Pashas of the Psukim and Navi, is that they do exist, certain powers. They're under a Kodesh Baruch Hu, obviously. But there are these certain powers. And there's power for these powers to reveal to people hidden things. That's what the Ebenezer says about these trophim, these little idols. It was like Laban's crystal ball. Says the Ebenezer, I'm not sure, but this is what they had certain powers. Hare, line 21. There was a worry here. The trophim was stolen, but maybe Lavan could somehow connect to these trophim and figure out where Yaakov was. And always figure out and cause him trouble. In what way? How could Rachel stop the power? How could Rachel do something to, to, to prevent this koach from doing anything? You know what Rachel did? She sat on the trophim. What does sitting on the trophim do? It could have done something. Lovin could have figured it out. What did she do? She sat on them. Last line, Rachel Mivaze Satrafim. She disgraced them. Mashpilosam. She lowered them. If you're Mashpil, if you're Mivaze, if you're Mivatel, a Koach, it ceases to have power. Because their whole, their whole Koach is when I'm Machabi then. 
When I believe in it, then it's going to happen. But if I don't believe in it and I do the opposite, I'm a vazit, then it loses all of its koach. It totally loses its power. Why did she throw it in the garbage or bury them? The answer is that wouldn't have been enough. You have to be mavazah them and, and relate to them in a disgusting manner. Right? What's the whole concept of bitul avodah The Dafyomi just finished Mesech avodah zara a couple of weeks ago. If a non-Jew says to us avodah zara, I don't believe in you anymore. I'm mavatel you. It's mutter. It's no longer an avodah zara. Says the Eladvarim, that's what Rachel had to do. She had to sit on the trophim. She had to be mevaza then. Where else do you see such an idea? Where else do you see that there's a halachic recognition of something when I act respectfully to it, but when I mevaza it, it's like nothing. It's meaningless to me. Let's think about it. We all do it. Every single year. Line 7, line 8. This is the same idea in other areas. Where? Line 11. I just mentioned this in the Parsha Shir yesterday. So I have to mention it again. I'm going to mention it again. I'm just very excited about it. So, the Lubavitcher Rebbe writes in his Agada. We're talking about Chametz here. Lubavitcher Rebbe says that when we speak about Shuva, Shuva, you think it's so hard? Not so hard. Just like sin comes in very easily, Lepesachatas rovates a little bit, sin could go out easily. Very simple. Just a little Pesach. Make like the eye of a needle, the manager says. Give, a a little pe- give him a little Pesach. I'm going to do better. That's it. It's easy. The letter He symbolizes Shuvah, Chazal say. Because you have an opening at the bottom. Sin came in. You have another opening on the side for sin to go out. A little opening on the side. It's smaller, but it's okay. It's good enough. The letter Ches is someone who just lets the sin in, but they're too stubborn. It doesn't go out. There's no other hole. The sin comes in. The letter Ches but a person is too arrogant and 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 um, to do tshuva. Chametz and matzah, they both have a man, they both have a tzaddik. The only difference is the ches and the hay. Matzah has a ches and chametz has a hay. On Pesach, we have to get rid of all chametz, the ches. The ches, get rid of that yitzahara that makes us raise ourselves up, makes us leavened. That's chametz. What's mem tzaddik? Mem, he doesn't, Vajray uh, didn't say this. So he say it's mitzvah. I was thinking today, mem tzaddik, is Gematria 130. 130 is Kal. Kal is very easy. It's very easy to do it. It's very easy. Just have to switch the hay and the... I'm not really into so Gematria so much. <laughs> that was today. That was be two Gematrias. But um, not really my derech. But anyway, so says the Bab Sharebi, that's Chametz and Matzah. We have to get rid of all the Cheses, make sure that there's a hay. But that's what he says. Let's think about Chametz for a minute. What do we do with Chametz? We have chametz in our house. So we sell it, but part of our attack on chametz, betika, bitol, biur, is mevatele. What is bitol? It's nothing to me. It's like dirt. Bato kehefker ka'afra da'ara. What are we doing? It's still in front of me. No, it's like nothing. What does that do? This is it. It's mevaza the chametz. It's mashpro the chametz. The chametz is meaningless to me. Ve'kachonu omri betfilo shenizchabra bizvan bitol. We'll be your chametz. Fine. And he says just the opposite is also true by chametz. Let's say you have moldy chametz. 
If I eat moldy chametz, am I chayiv? The answer is yes. Ah, it's inedible. Ah, the second that I eat it, I'm being machshavit. If you're machshavit, it's aser. Works in both directions. If you have good chametz and you're mavatel, it is nothing. You don't violate by your If I take terrible chametz, inedible chametz, and I eat it, I've been machshavit. That's called achshavit. In the halachic terminology, it's disgusting. I don't have to get rid of it. I'm allowed to have it in my in my possession if it's not edible. But if I eat it, boom, finished. Because I was just machshavit. Because you see, in the context of chametz, it's all about my attitude towards it. It exists if I'm machshavit. It doesn't exist if I'm mavaze and and mashbelit. Hare, where it's bold faced. I could awaken the chametz al yedei hachshavaso shemachshivimoso lemaichal. That's the Eila Hadvarim. You see that? And that's what Rachel had to do. She was sitting on the trophim in order to be mavazadeh. What does this have to do with Yaakov Avinu? Get back to the original question. Yaakov Avinu, he went away for 14 years. Didn't he learn enough? Didn't he learn enough in Yeshiva all his years? Yoshi Vishtam, Yaakov Vishtam, Yosheva Olim? Says Revelio Schlesinger. He learned Torah. But he had to go learn how to be Mahshiv Torah. He had to go learn to value Torah in the face of challenges. Yeah, in face of those who don't value Torah so much. To become strengthened in that area. Yaakov Avinu, line 1, in source 5. He was learning tons. Why? saves If we're machshiv the Torah. Line 5. Yaakov Avinu was about to have terrible very difficult challenges, as we're going to talk about that more in a couple of minutes. Very difficult challenges, right? We're going to have Lavan and Dina and Yosef, right? We keep going. Very difficult challenges. Well, he says it. Yosef, Lavan, Yosef, Mitzrayim. Umi im lo b'yeshivas ever. Shayachai badar aflada. Aver lived during the time of the door of the of Migdal Bavel. He knew what it was like to be around people who were not machshiv. Torah. That's what he had to go learn. He now, meanwhile, he was learning Torah, but he had to learn Hachshavas Torah, and that's the that's the opposite of what Rachel was doing with the Trophim. He had to do with the Hachshava of Torah, and that's even he quotes at the end. That's even what Chazal say about. The, one of the reasons for the Churban Beis HaMikdash. You know, the Gemara Nidarim Daf Pe'alef tells us why was the Beis HaMikdash destroyed? Famous Gemara. Why was the Beis HaMikdash destroyed? Line 11. Acha Kodesh Baruch Hu Amr al-Azvim is Tarasi. What does that mean? Shalom Berchu Batorah Tchila. They didn't say Berchaz HaTorah in the morning. That's why the Churban Abayas happened. That's why the Churban Abayas happened? Fine, the Gemara in Yuma says first Beis HaMikdash was the big three of Eris. Second Beis HaMikdash was Sinat Sinam. Okay, another Chazal. But what, how do we in this Chazal? They didn't make berachas at Torah. So the Ran quotes Rabbeinu Yonah there and says, "You know what? They learned Torah, but they didn't think it was such a chashiv thing to do that warranted a bracha before it. Torah, okay, we'll learn Torah. Make a bracha before it. Once I make a bracha before it, that shows chashivus, right? Something is always more serious. The Gemara even says, the Gemara says, you know why we make a bracha on Yantav Sheni in Chutzlaretz? In Chutzlaretz, why do you make a bracha on Yantav Sheni? 
You shake over the second night of Yadav, you make Kiddush. Why do you do that? Says the Gemara, because if you don't make a bracha the second day, people aren't going to take it seriously. If you don't make a bracha, people are going to be mazazel in it. Ah, oh, what is this? We don't make a bracha anyway. What's the biggest ride of that? Look around. The biggest ride of that is Sphiris Omer. What happens when somebody forgets a night? Ah, oh, I'm finished. I'm fi- they don't count anymore. They don't count anymore. The counting is the mitzvah. The bracha is extra. The counting might be daraisa. But what do people do? They're not making a bracha. They don't even count. Why? Because they don't make a bracha. They think they're finished. Has You can fulfill the mitzvah. Hayom yom any night. That's the mitzvah. Even, but, but why do, why do people stop? Because you don't make a bracha. That's the biggest raya. So here too, says the Gemara, Shlobechu Torah They didn't make a bracha. They weren't makshiv Torah. They learned Torah. But they didn't realize it's amazing chashivas. Line 13. Shatorah lohaisa chashuva b'neim kolkach sheyikvu alea bracha miyuchedes. That's why Yaakov Avinu went in order to learn the ability and the, and the skill of being Machshiv Torah in the face of challenges. Okay, moving right along. Back to the first Pasuk. There's a lot to say on the first Pasuk. A Rashi that we don't usually focus on. The first Rashi in the Parsha. The first Rashi in the Parsha. What does Rashi say? Vayetze Yaakov. The second one is the famous Rashi. Vayetze Yaakov. It's quoted there in the top of source number six. Al yidei shebishvil sheroz benos kanan beine Yitzchak Aviv. Because as we learned at the end of last week's Parsha, the benos kanan were evil in the eyes of Yitzchak. Halach Esav el Yishmael. Or what happened is the last two pesukim of last week's Parsha. Right, Yaakov listens to his parents and leaves. Esav sees that his parents don't like the wives he has. So he says, okay, I'm going to go get some new wives. He marries, Esav marries his, the daughter of, of Yishmael, his cousin, Ben Avraham, Rashi says, because the Torah was mafsik, Yaakov left, Esav gets married, Yaakov leaves. Let's repeat that Yaakov leaves. Okay, that's what it says. Fine, and then it goes back to the first. Let's get back to Yaakov leaving. Asks the Ber Yosef, Ber Yosef Misalant, Solomaisa, why was the Torah Masik? The Torah said Yaakov left, and then Esau went to get married, and then after repeat, Yaakov leaves. So why would why the Torah do that then? Why didn't the Torah just say it beforehand or afterwards? It's so important to know Yaakov's running away from Esau. And he goes. And it's so important to know, oh, oh, Esau got married again. Okay, let's go back. Yaakov's running away. What's so important about that detail? It's stuck in right here. It's like the end of last week's Parsha. You have the brachas. Unbelievable. Yaakov and Esau and the Koko Yaakov. How does the Parsha end? Esau gets married again. Wow. So exciting. That's the lead-in. Many, many Parshas, especially in Bracious, leave off on leading into the next Parsha. It's fascinating. That the, every Parsha, it's like a, it's a, a Lahavdil, it's, it's a great, like, the chapter ends, you can't stop reading. Right? It ends like a, with a mysterious line. You can't stop. What? You can't stop. You can't put it down. That's like the Parshas. Forget Mikates, which is obviously the cliffhanger, but every Parsha. Every parsha, right? What happens at the end of the end of Ayira? Avram fades away. Where is he fading into? What happened to Sarah by the Akedah? The end of Chayisar. The end of almost many of the parshias, right? It all leads in. So ask the Ber Yosef, what's so exciting, and why is it here that Asa went to get married? 
So he says, Pashtas, you could say, line six, Vipshuto Efshar, Mishim Shimei Inyin Zeshel Nisue Esav, Shenasas Machlat Pas Yishmael, Vichsa Tarshiach Nevayos, Lamanu Shemais Yishmael Kodem Nisuev, Vici Nevayos Achel. Oh, maybe it's just to tell me about the lifespan of Yishmael. Yishmael wasn't around anymore, so it's to help us work out when Yishmael died. Okay, that's one shot. But he says, I like a different shot. The Efshar Obazel. Let's look at line 20. This is the Drusha power. And the ability of the Bar Yosef, who has, whenever we mention him, we quote from the Hagdama to his Sefer, where Shlomo Zalman urged him to write the Sefer that he gave these rushes in Yerushalayim, and Shlomo Zalman says you have to record them for posterity. The Gemara Sanhedrin, the Gemara Sanhedrin tells us, Amru, Sha'amar David Lafnei Kodesh Baruch Hu, David complained to Hashem, Mipnei Ma Omrim Elokei Avram Elokei Yislak Elokei Yaakov, Ve'ein Omrim Elokei David. David says, I want some credit. I've been through a lot myself. Why do only the Ovis get mentioned this morning, Asrei, not me? What about Elokei David? I'm one of the Shpizen. Omar, Hashem says, Inhu minsu li, va'alo li. They were tested. They had Nisyonos. You didn't have Nisyonos. And then, we're not going to do that in the Gemara, and David says, give me a Nisayan. That's... That's when the whole story happened, David and Bacheva. But that's the Gemara. But anyway, what do you see from the Gemara? The Avos had Nisyonos. That's what the Gemara says. Vehine. Avram Nisasavasar Nisyonos. Avram, we know, obviously, had ten tests. Vehin Yitzchak. Yitzchak, we know at least one of his tests. Nisayin Akeda. Right? The Akeda. Avo Biyakov, Lomatzino Kokach Mufurish. Beeza Nisayinis Nasa. Where was Yaakov's tests? What were the Nisyonos of Yaakov Avinu, specifically? What were his... Okay, he had a lot of challenges, but specifically, what were his Nisyonos? Elo shematzinu masha'amru sham b'gemara. Sha'amru HaKadosh Baruch Hu l'moshe. Chaval al-da'avdev l'omishtachin. Rashi quotes this at the beginning of Parshas Ve'era. Hashem says to Moshe, Woe to me, the Ovos aren't here anymore. Amarti li Yaakov. Ha'aretz asherat ha'shochei v'alehalachatneno. I promise Yaakov Eretz Yisrael. Ukishibikesh lintos ahalov v'lomatzat shakana b'meya kasita. And when he went to buy a piece of land, he had to pay a lot v'lohir ha'chimidosai. And he couldn't, and he wasn't maharer. And Avram Avinu kumisalech. And he went to bikesh makom likbarasara v'lohir ha'chimidosai. All of the nisyonos. What do you see from all of these? The Efshar, line 43, this whole Gemara, Shahanisoyun Shinisnasa Yaakov Avinu, Haya Be'inyan Shinislapsu Bazem Moshe Rabbeinu. Yaakov had the same issues, theological issues that Moshe had. Va'asaf Vachabakuk. Mipnema Yish Tzadik Varalo Varasha Vatovla. His issue was, why me? Tzadik Varalo. You promised me, what did I do wrong? I've been Yoshev Oalim. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And this Esav, this hunter, he's going to get the brachas? And now he's trying to kill me? Tzadik v'ralo. V'zu Yaakov Esav. And it's striking, says the Ber Yosef, between Yaakov and Esav. They're both children of tzadikim, so you can't say one is greater yichus than the other one. Right? They both have great yichus. So what is it? Even though they were equal, and Yaakov sat and learned all day, line 8, Look at the life Yaakov had. Maybe more than any of the other avos, his life was most difficult. 
The Ace of Yash, and we think about it, every Parsha is another saga, right? We have the Ace of Saga last week. This week we have the Lavan Saga. Then we're going to have more of the Ace of Saga and fighting with the Malach. And then we're going to have Dina. And then we're going to have Yosef. And then we're going to have Shimon and Binyamin. And then we're going to have Mitzrayim. It doesn't never ends. God doesn't get a break. The Ace of Yashav B'Shalva Malikotava. What was Esav's life like? Nachas Ruach. Shalva. Wonderful. What? When did Esav have a, t- have a tough moment? Okay, besides when the brachas were taken. But besides that moment, Esav didn't have anything wrong. The Yaakov Kibala called Ba'av of Lohirach Abidash Yaakov never complained. One time towards the end of his life when he complained to Paro, so Chazal took him to task for that. All those extra words. You may uh, right? My, my, my years are ma'at v'royim. But the whole, his whole life, it doesn't say a word. All the promises that Hashem says, don't worry, he's nervous. Line 17. You know, Yaakov's Nisayin one, his whole life he's kept having Saras. Even though he didn't do anything. Tzadik Viralo. That's Yaakov Avinu. And now he gets to Vehine, line 20. Achikibo Yaakov Abrachos, Shebiglazes, Nachemisa Lahargo, Lomatino Liakov, Shahailo Esekumaga, Binyani Haolam. Until the Brachos, we don't know anything that Yaakov did besides he sat and learned. El Yoshi Bale Torah, Ulam Achshav, Shayatzalavakesh Zivugo. Now he's about to go try to get married. He's going to have such difficulties in getting a wife. He's going to work for years and then get the wrong woman. And then he's going to work for a bunch of more years, and then he's going to be tricked again. It's very difficult, his shidduch situation. You know what the, tells, the Torah tells us right before the story starts? Esav got it easy. Esav went and got married. That's the contrast. Right before the whole story starts of Yaakov going to Lavan and the story with the wives, Esav gets married. One pusik. That's it. No tricks. No bumps, nothing. Santi Viralo. Yaakov knew this. As he was leaving, he probably heard on the way his brother got married. Wish them a mazel tov. Right? Ula Umad Zeh, line 27. Esav, who Yaakov knew who Esav was. The trickster. He didn't do anything. He put on a show for his parents. He already had two wives when he was 40 years old. Went to Padan Aram, he went to get another wife. Yeah, he, he didn't have to stay by Yishmael. He got the wife. The wife came back with him. Nothing. This is the Nisayan of Yaakov, and this is the contrast. Right before, as an introduction to the story of Yaakov and Rachel and Leah, we have that he got married. He got married without any problems. Any problems. That's the Hemshech Hapsukim between. The end of last week's parsha, the beginning of this week's parsha. That's what he says on source seven. Kavanazu, kodem Right before it starts, sipra lanu atora kodem nisu of shalesav. Echshe below shiuyu bekalus he sigas chefso no problem. Leumas hatzarba yigia shiuyu liyakov benisu of tzadik veralo. That's David Hamelach. He complained he didn't have such such sionos. Right, it's the contrary is not for now, but that's what we have to say in the Gemara. The Avos had a certain level of Nisanos, Nisyonos, which David and Malach did not. Okay. Perchav Ches Pasuk Yudzayin. Again, a Pasuk that we've spoken about before. What happens? Yaakov Avinu wakes up from his dream 
and he says, Mano Raham what an amazing place. Ain Zeki in base Elokim, Vizet Shar Hashamayim. Wow, this is the house of God and a gate to heaven. The house of God and a gate to heaven. How can one place be both a house and a gate? So last year, I think we mentioned a, a, one thought between Ravar and Lichtenstein, but here we have another thought from the Ksav Sofer. Source number eight. How do you have a house and a gate? A bias and a sha'ar. Nearly, source eight. Kikvar yadua shahamalachim b'madrega lefneha adam. We know that angels are, so to speak, on a different level than men. Angels are in between, in the spiritual ladder, between man, in a certain sense, man and angels and HaKadosh Baruch But we also find in Chazal that sometimes people are closer than angels and people are higher than angels. Rashi quotes this in Parshas Balak on the Pasuk. It will be said to B'nai Yisrael, what is God doing? Rashi quotes that the Malachim asked the people, what is God doing? Because the people are closer than the angels. So when are people closer than the angels? When are people further from the angels? The Nirali, line 4, says the Ksav Sofer, when we serve Hashem out of Yerashamayim, if our whole service is based on fear of punishment, fear of what's going to happen, then we're lower than angels. They're in front of us. Why? The angels don't look for reward. It's Yira, we're just doing it for Schar Onesh. So we're doing it for reward. The angels are above that. They don't do it for reward. But, once we work out of Abbas Hashem, we're not working for any type of Schar. So then, we're working purely L'Shem Shamayim, and we have Bechira Chavshis, we're above the angels. The angels don't work for Schar. So that's one level up. When we work for Schar, Onesh, we're the lowest level. The angels are above us, they don't work for Schar. But if you have a being who works for, does not work for Schar, but they work out of the Chirachachis with free will, that's greater than a being that does not work for Schar and does not act out of free will. Because they are forced. So if we write the spiritual ladder on the bottom is human Yeras Hashem, then comes the angels, and then comes humans Avas Hashem on top. Now let's get back to the Pasuk. The Omer, Yaakov Avinu wakes up and says, He sees Malachim going up, he sees angels above him. The angels are, so to speak, carrying our tefillahs up because they're closer. We're not going to get to the halachic issue now. Are you allowed to dive into Malachim for the tefillahs? That the issue, Slichas time, the sugi of Machnisei Rachamim. You don't have to take it literally right now, whatever you hold about that issue. But the Malachim, so to speak, are closer. So they're taking the Tfilos. The Amar, when Yaakov sees this, he says, Ein zeki in base Elokim. This is base Elokim. Dahainu sha'obdim rak miyira shehu Elokim. 
Midas Hadin. Focus on Elohim, which is Midas Hadin. Din is scary. Din is Yira. That's one level that I see. I see the angels are above man. They're up on the ladder and we're down here. That's Din. But he says, V'zeh Sha'ar HaShamayim. What does that mean? The Gemara says, Yira Rakishar Latorah. Yira is a gate to go through to get to Ahava, which then would make the people even higher than the angels. V'chein Kishar La'avas Hashem. V'hainu V'zeh Sha'ar HaShamayim. Ki al Yidei HaYira. The Yira, it's me, it's base Elokim. It's Yira Hashem, and that's why the angels are above. But if we use this as a Sha'ar, Hashemayim, so then the people, we could get even higher than the angels. says, Well, we're not there yet. And he yearns for it, and he's upset about it. But that is what we have to yearn for and, and strive for to serve Hashem out of Ahavas Hashem. Good. Moving right along. We continue. Pasuk says, Parachavtes Pasuk Yud. Parachavtes Pasuk Yud. So Yaakov Avinu comes to Padan Aram and he sees the shepherds around the well. What are you doing? We're taking a break. Why are you taking a break? Siesta time? No, it's, this rock is too big. We've got to wait for all the shepherds to come so we could all schlep the rock and push it away. Yaakov says, no problem. I ate my Wheaties this morning. What happens? Pasuk Yud. Vahi Yaakov is Rachel. I don't know if there's a, uh, an Israeli equivalent of Wheaties. Not sure. Kasharo Yaakov is Rachel Baslava Nachimo. It's all about Achimo. When Yaakov sees Rachel, Vayigash Yaakov Ayogolos Seven Miapia Be'er. Yaakov gives it a little nudge, and the huge boulder moves out of the way. Vayashke Tzono Lava Nachimo. Amazing. Rashi Yud Kadam Kaze Shemavir Esapakak Meachiat Slochis. It was like taking a bottle cap off of a bottle, right? Like that. Yaakov Avinu was able to push. To teach us that his strength was great. That's Rashi. Fascinating question. Just to put it into perspective. The Darki Musa of Naiman. He quotes, Some of us are familiar with the Gemara in Bavmetziah. The Gemara there tells us how Rabbi Yochanan was able to convince his future brother-in-law and student, Reish Lakish, to come back to the fold of Torah. The Gemara tells us on the top line, source 9, he quotes it, Yom Achad Havikasachi, Rabbi Yochanan Biyardina. Rabbi Yochanan was one time taking a, taking a swim in the, in the river. Chazi Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish at the time was a major bandit. Right? He was a robber. Vishavar Liyardina Basrei. Reish Lakish jumps in. Jumps into the river. So you have Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish in the river together, taking a, taking a swim. Amar Lei, Chelech Raisa. So, Rabbi Yochanan says to Reish Lakish, Wow. You are strong. I guess he had a good stroke. Right? You should, you should put your strength to Torah. Right? Then what happens? The next statement, Rish Lakish says, Wow, you're, 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 you're very handsome. You should say, I got the exact Lashen. Right? So he says, you know, you're, you're handsome, you should go to women. Rabbi Yochanan says, you think I'm handsome, you should see my sister. He says, really? He says, yeah, if you dedicate your life to Torah, you could marry my sister. Rish Lakish says, really? Fine. He accepted the yoke of Torah right then and there in the water. Boy, Lamedar, Lachzure Mane. 
And then he tried to get out of the water. He was so weak, he couldn't get out of the water. He had a second ago, he was strong, he was robust, he was jumping around, he impressed Rabbi Yochanan, and all of a sudden, he was so weak, he couldn't get out of the water. Rabbi Yochanan had to help him out. Rashi says, what happened to him? Rashi says, Lomati Litvos Kavari Shona. He didn't he couldn't jump in anymore. Once he accepted the all of Torah on him, the yoke of Torah, he lost all of his physical strength. That was it. And that was the that was the beginning of the relationship. The beloved relationship between Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish. At the end of his life, Rabbi Shlakish died, Rabbi Yochanan went, went crazy. Rabbi Yochanan went out of his mind because he didn't have Rishlakish, and eventually he died too. They brought him other Talmidim, he couldn't handle it. Other Talmidim supported what he said, or Yochanan said, no, he has to be conscious on what I say. He couldn't handle living without Rish Lakish. They became so close. So the Gemara says that he lost, or Rish Lakish lost all of his strength because of Torah's Mateshes Kochoshel Adam. So says the Darki Musar. But one second. Yaakov Avinu was busy learning for 14 years just now. He didn't stop for a minute, and he only slept now. He was pretty strong. Right? He pushed this Evan off of the, the top of the well. So what's the difference between Rish Lakish and Yaakov? Rish Lakish accepts Old Torah, he's a weakling, and not really in, a, in the physical sense, seems, and Yaakov Avinu, he just pushes the Evan like the top of a bottle. Great question. Let me explain, says the Daki Avinu. He quotes what Yaakov did. What happened? So he quotes even Adam, line seventeen. But piyut shall geshem in the piyut of geshem, which we say on Shmini Atzeres Omrim, we say Yichad Lev the Gal Evan. We call Yaakov Avinu Yichad Lev, singular of heart. What does that mean? Singular of heart, and he rolled the stone. Yaakov Avinu Yichad Lev Lasos Chesed. Yaakov Avinu was focused on doing an act of chesed. Hamida hatova shel chesed his lahava biyakov. He had a burning desire to do chesed. Vahayalo rutzon chazak vecheshe gadol asos chesed. He had such a burning fire inside of him. Vizenasan loakoch vahaoz. When you have, when we have, when anyone has a tremendous desire for something, there's no stopping them. They're going to do it. They're going to succeed. Whatever I really, really, really want, I'm going to be successful. If, I, if I'm not, my head's not really into it. If, I don't, if I'm not really, if I don't really want it, I'm not going to be able to do any of it. For example, you ask these soccer players, says the Daki Musar. They could, for, for hours, they could run back and forth. It's unbelievable their stamina. It's unbelievable. They could play for hours. These are the Giborim. Toshiba Osambi Yeshiva. Put him in front of a Gemara for five minutes. What's going to happen? Even if it's an total English year, you can be exhausted. They're going to fall asleep in a second. They're going to fall asleep, these giborim. They're going to say, oh, I can't, I'm exhausted. What's the difference? What's the difference? And the B'nai HaYeshiva, these weaklings that never see the light of day, they'll be able to stay up all night and jump around. 
and we stay up for a mishmar. What's the difference? It's all in the fire and the desire inside. If there's a desire, if there's a cheshek for something, there's no stopping. It could be, you could do it. Doesn't matter what it is. It's all in conditioning ourselves to have the desire for the proper, for the right thing. He says, this comes up in many different areas in, in life. He says on line 16, Yesh the next next page. We all have excuses. We think, oh, we're putter. It could be that I'm not succeeding in a certain area because I'm not as into it as I should be. And not as excited about it. Therefore, the second Reshlakish accepted the all of Torah. So he had no cheshek anymore to devote his life to physical activities. Obviously, exercising is but to dedicate his life to it as he had been abandoned before. So he, couldn't, he didn't have the call to jump out. He needed help. He didn't have this extra superhuman strength that he used to have because now he had the desire of Torah. And therefore, that's what he was devoting his life for. Chelech lo raisa. Masha'enki, when it comes to Yaakov Avinu, his desire was to do the chesed. His desire was to help help what was in front of him. And therefore, that's why he was able he was able to do it. That's Yaakov Avinu versus Reish Lakish. Two more thoughts for the night. The first one, I think I might have said in another context. I didn't get to look at all my notes. I only looked at my notes on Parshas Vayetze. I did not mention it in Parshas Vayetze the past two years. But I might have mentioned it in a different, uh, a different context. Don't hold me to it. In Parachav Tes, towards the end of the Parsha now, Pasuk Yudalid, a few Pesukim later, when, sorry, not the end of the Parsha, the next, next couple of Pesukim, we're going to get to the end later. Um, Yaakov goes to Rachel, and then finally Lavan hears about it, he runs out, right, Rashi quotes, he thinks that he has riches, by Yomer Lavan, Lavan says to him, Ach atzmi uvisari ata. You are my bones and my flesh. And they stay together for a month. What does that mean, Rashi? Really, I see you don't have anything for me. So I really don't want to take you inside to my house. I don't, I'm not interested. You know, your, your, your father, when your father was looking for a wife, you know, when, his, when your grandfather's servant came, you know what he brought? Unbelievable riches. So I'm not really interested in having you if you have nothing to give me. Right? What, that love is like a child. He went out, what do you bring me? What do you bring me? It's the first question he asked him. Right? What, what's, what do you bring me? So he says, but you don't really have anything. What can I do? You're my relative. You're my family. Okay, I have to bring you inside. The kachasa. Good. The grado says there's something deep here, deeper here. He didn't just say that you are my relative. He uses the lotion of you are my flesh and bones. Why not the flesh and bones? Just a krovai, she'erai. There are other words in the Torah that can mean relatives. So says the Gra, source 11. It says in the Mesechah's Nida, as we know, there are three partners in every baby. Hashem gives the neshama. Ha'av bolid gilan vatsamos. The father gives the sinews and the bones. Ha'im molida basar v'adam. The mother gives the flesh and the blood. I'm not going to work this out physiologically now, but that's what Chazal say. 
Therefore, says the Gra, if somebody is related paternally through the father's side, that's related through the bones, because the father gives the bones. So, Atzmi, we have bones connected, that's the father. And if somebody is related mitzad maternally through the mother, that's Bisaro, that's Basar, that's what the mother gives. So, Lavan, Lavan Hayakarov Liyakov, Gamitzad Aviv Yitzchak, Lavan was related on both levels. Right? Lavan, on the one hand's sister, was Rivka. So it was through Yaakov's mother that he was related. But also Lavan was a grandson of Nachar. Lavan ben Mesua ben Nachar, who was the brother of Avraham. Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. So Lavan was related to Yaakov, both from his father's side and from his mother's side. That's why Lavan says, says the Gra, Ach atzmi uvisari ata. You are my flesh and bones because we are related on a double level. We are related both through the bones and through the flesh. That's what he even adds in Divrei Ayamim. All the Jews came to David in Hebron. Right, the first seven and a half years he was Melech in Hebron. So they say to him, you are our Atzamos and Basar. What's the double Ashon there? Because Doeg, if you're a member, Doeg wanted to say that Doeg was one of those that doesn't get Olam Haba, Mishra says in Sanhedrin. Doeg wanted to say that David shouldn't be king at all. Right? Dava, David's ancestor, came from Moab. Rus. Before you Shaul, after he killed Goliath, and Shaul said, Who is that? Before you go see if he's right to be the king or not, Sha'alim Royal of Bakol. Figure out if he could even be Jewish. My time at the Kasim Yerusalem Moavia. So that is why when Klai Yisrael came to be Mamluch David in Hebron, they want to emphasize he's pure from all sides. What did they say? Atzmacha uvisarcha anachnu. He's full Jew. Full Jew, Doeg. No, no, no. Nothing to do with us. He's a full Jew. Nothing to worry about. When I heard I heard this uh, a bunch of years ago on, uh, from Rabbi Isaac Bernstein, Zechron Lavracha, so he added, I think he quoted Ruben Margolis, I'm not sure who he quoted, but he said maybe this is why, this related Vart, is why by a Misha Beirach we use, for a Chola, we use a mother's name, while for a Kelmale we use a father's name. Because when you say a Kelmale, there's only bones left. And the bones come from the father. So that's why you use a father's name when you say a Kelmale. When you're talking about a Misha Beirach for a Chola, you're talking about the flesh generally getting healed. And the Rachmanis of the mother also, but it's the flesh. So that's why Rufus Nevesh refers a guf. The guf is defined by the basar, right? There's only tumas tuma when there's basar there. When it, once it's just bones, it's just bones. So that's why you use the kelmale, the name of the father, while a mishaberach, the name of the mother. Okay, one final point for tonight. Parachav test pasuklamid. Chav test as we get now into Rachel and. Leah, Rachel and Leah. Yaakov loved Rachel more than Leah. Right? He worked for him for, for her for another seven years. Hashem saw that Leah was hated and therefore opened up her womb. 
Rav Schwab notes, how do these psukim read one after another? The first Pasuk, Pasuk Lamid, says that Yaakov loved Rachel more than he loved Leah. It's much really loved both of them. But he loved Rachel more. The very next Pasuk says, Hashem saw that Leah was hated. Who's talking about hated? Nobody hates anybody. Well, where did Snua come in? First Pasuk, he loves Rachel a lot. He loves Ro- Leah less. And the next Pasuk, Hashem sees that Leah is hated. He's, she's not hated. Says Rav Schwab. Mayan Beit HaShoeva, source number 12. Yes. Haray, beginning. Mashmosa Pasuk, Shavos Leah. I'm sorry, we read that, the first Pasuk. So he says, how is it? Even line 5, ask the question this way. Yaakov didn't hate any Jew. Excuse me, violate the Israel of hating a fellow Jew. So what, what's, what, is the, what does the Pasuk mean? says Rav Shrab, you know what you see from here? You see from here the standard, the standard of love that God demands between a husband and a wife. When two enemies hate each other, okay, that's hatred. You can hate an enemy and you can be indifferent to an enemy. When it comes to a love between spouses, the second that there's any other love other than the spouse, then the spousal relationship is termed sinna. Because by definition, this love has to be the ultimate. And there can't be any other being that receives a greater feeling of love. The second that Yaakov loved Rachel more, Leah becomes hated. Because that's by definition. That's a spousal relationship. The Indian Zemel Amdenu Musar Haskell and says Rav Schwab, and this also teaches us not only in terms of our relationship with our spouses, how pure it has to be, how we constantly have to work on it to make sure that it is perfect. But this teaches us between ourselves and Hakadosh Baruch Hu as well. She applies on Imshla Kiisha Hakadosh Baruch Hu, as it says many times in Navi. Bnei Yisrael are compared to the bride of Hashem. They are stichli laolam. We get married to Hashem. We wrap our tefillin. We say this pasuk like we wrap a kala puts a ring on her finger. V'yim kain mashalam ratar shilishem arubeim l'sonai in kavod elu asonim chatz v'shalom as Hashem. Elu shebaavas davar acher yoser miavas Hashem. The second that I love something more than I love Hashem. Mamela, that's a hatred of God. If I don't have Avas Hashem in the full way, if there's something that I like more than God in this world, so then Mamela, that's just like Yaakov loving something more than Leah. If I like to eat more than I like to work on my relationship, this is one of the scariest psukim, says Rav These two psukim right here are Musar Haskel. Yaakov loved Rachel more. Hashem saw that Leah was hated. That teaches us that the ultimate marriage that we talk about between Knesset Yisrael and Kaddish Baruch Hu, what Shira Shirim is all about, that love story, we have to make sure that Avas Hashem, one of those six mitzvahs tmidios, six mitzvahs that apply every second of our life, we have to make sure it is pure and perfect. Have a 
Hashem, we will continue. And Sefer HaMitzvah, we're still going. And even those who do it with us, those who haven't joined us yet, we just did Mitzvah 20 today. We passed the 20 mark. And this Friday, Klai Yisrael starts a new Seder in Gemara. Anybody who hasn't learned Zvachim yet, or has, feel free to join Klai Yisrael in some shape or form. Think what HaKadosh Baruch Hu thinks, uh, looks down upon Klai Yisrael, all those learning Zvachim, the more people that learn Zvachim, the more people HaKadosh Baruch Hu will see and they'll say, okay, they want it so badly, let me just give it to them already. As Hashem, so it should be.